open but so resistant to the gospel. So we are actually connected to this man. You just haven't met him yet. Okay? So can you be friendly and stand up and welcome him home? God bless you. Pastor Eugene. Thank you very much. Wow, what an awesome welcome. You guys are fantastic. And guess what? It really does feel like home. Yes, if you could um, just move this out a little bit. Oops. going to make a big mess. Now, I'm going to shamelessly give away a present. Who's going to be the first to run up here? I've got a Shinkansen pen. And on it is our website, japandirections.com. Who wants the pen? Come on, it lights up. It lights up. Come on. There you go. Come on. Excellent. Well done. Greetings from Japan. Daiso Japan, but Japan nevertheless. Okay. Again, a big thank you. Um, a big thank you to you all, but, um, you know, especially Pastor Mike and the team here. Um, and Lloyd, of course. Where's Lloyd? Oh, no, he's there somewhere. There he is down the back. And family. Thank you very much for sending your son. I know it's a big thing. Um, look, I just want to give you a little bit more of a background as to who we are. Uh, I know a little bit was there, but um, I want to just share with you what we're going to be promoing at the WA conference. It's a little bit about why we do what we do. Less than 1% of Japan's 126.7 million people know Jesus. Less than 1%, 1% to 2%, depending on the survey you want to listen to. Japan is the second largest unreached people group in the world. The number of missionaries to Japan is down 34% in the last 20 years. 89% of pastors are over the age of 50. 47% of pastors are over the age of 70. And uh, the 10-year church growth rate is 1.2%. There are still over 500 cities or towns that have never, ever, had a church presence. 500. 500. That's amazing. So what we do, um, we are, we've set up an organization that's been, um, that's formally uh, recognized and registered with the Japanese government. So we are a registered religious organization and um, we can send out uh, missionaries. We can uh, get visas for people who want to come to Japan and church plant. We can raise up new leaders and credential them. We can do all sorts of things. But So there, there are four ways that you can help support us. One is prayer. One is finances. One is through social media. That's a big one. Get the word out. It might not be you, but it could be somebody else who could help. Social media. And the last one is sending teams or coming and serving, just like Zach did. He's an amazing guy. And even last Sunday brought three, um, three new guys to um, church who've never seen the inside of church before from university. Praise God. Isn't that good? So God is really good. He's active. He's powerful today as he ever was. You know, it's really, really true. It's really, really true. I want to get, um, can I just quickly play the video? Is that all right? I meant to start with this, but we'll go with this.
Awesome. Isn't God good? I almost forgot to play that. Uh, can you believe it? So, yeah, there's so many things that we're doing in Japan. That's just the last 12 months. Woohoo! God is so good. God is really good. And we really just want you to pray and um, seek God as to how you can support us and just keep praying for us. That'll be great. Okay. Now, I've got to keep time, keep check of my time here because I know I'll go over. Regular here. Who's a regular Christian? Who calls themselves Christian? Hands up. 
Okay, so this message is predominantly here for you, but not exclusively, and it's a message of encouragement. Okay, so um, just remember that this is about encouraging you guys. Okay, because we can all go deeper, we can all do more, we can all pull out that. Ex- Who knows that in like a, a race or, or something that's energetic and you have to really dig deep? You've got to dig deep. That's, that's partly what I'm, I'm, I'm on about today as well. It's about going another mile, going an extra, going deeper, going further with God. And so um, when I was young, I just want to share this with you. When I was young, I remember my parents. They were pretty hard. I mean, I come from a German background, so that says enough. Uh, my, my, sometimes my parents would go, you naughty boy. What have you done? Didn't you hear what I said? You stupid. What have you done? Come on. That's pretty harsh, isn't it? Right? He likes that. So I was really profoundly impacted one day when, when, when I was around picking up my kids from childcare one day. I heard one of the childcare workers. Do you know what they said? They said, use good listening ears. Didn't you use good listening ears? Use good listening, Alyssa. Use good listening. I didn't say that. What an amazing, encouraging way to say, be obedient. Do what I said. See, some people, they get really worked up about the word obedient. Oh, would God say, oh, be obedient? Well, yes, he does. But he's soft when he says it because he's love. But he has good intention and reason. In Matthew eleven fifteen, Jesus says, as well as Matthew 13, 9, 13, 43, Mark 4, 9, Luke 8, 8, Luke 14, 35, he says, he who has ears, let him hear. Okay, that makes sense. But what about this example of Alyssa? Did you, you use good listening ears? What does listening ears mean? It means to be obedient, to be obedient. So when Jesus says this, he's actually saying, come on, guys, if you hear it, let's do it. Yeah, does that make sense? So today, I'd like to share with you about how to have God-pleasing faith. Who wants God-pleasing faith? Who wants to make God smile? Now, we, we all know there's this pendulum thing that's going on. Uh, from many, many years of soapbox, you're going to hell. The pendulum swung all the other way to people like Joel Olstein, who goes, God loves you. Okay, so where is it? Where is the truth? You see, we're saved by grace and faith in God alone. We can't do anything to get saved, but we can do things to put a smile on our father's face. You know, it lights me up when I see my little daughter come up to me and go, Daddy, I made this for you. You know, my heart just cries with happiness. How amazing and beautiful is that? So Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, must, just without even question. Society likes to question, is there a God? Well, it's quite evident even in my life. I know because I've seen heaven open. I've actually seen a vision. Uh, You know, I've seen amazing stuff. 
And I can tell you that he exists. So if you don't know that he exists, then you're behind the eight ball to begin with, because even the devil believes that. Yeah? So you must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Believe he rewards who earnestly seek. Is that good? So there are some components to faith that pleases God at work here. And now I want to, um, I like sciencey stuff. I like that we're, we're preparing to go to Mars, that we love investigating the moon and going back there. I love all this sort of stuff. And for those of you out there who are sort of more uh, analytically minded, maybe the accountants, any accountants here? Those sort of people who are minded more like that. I like equations. Now, equations don't always speak of the heart, but they speak truth. Um, and they help us to remember things. So with this, I want you to think a little bit about um, this equation to help us remember the faith. It's called the faith equation. Faith is hearing and believing and acting. Let's do that together. In fact, let's all stand up. Let's do it together because this is really important. And the more you actually get into the actions, the more you're going to remember it. Okay, because each part of this is important. So faith is hearing and believing, which has two components, this one and this one, and then acting, walking. Yeah? Let's do it again. Faith is hearing and believing, getting it in here so that we walk it. Is that good? Okay, excellent. You can sit down now. So, why do I have all of these? I love these. My friend in Melbourne, he had this in his four-wheel drive. and There's not enough light in here, so some of these aren't lighting up and doing what they do. But these are bobbleheads. Who likes a bobblehead? Has anyone got a bobblehead in their car? So, hands up, bobbleheads, anyone? Oh, oh, so few. So few, they're cute and adorable. Who wouldn't want them? Okay, so what does a bobblehead do? It bobbles, right? Really cool. It reacts. Yeah? Now look, my first point today is this. Don't be a bobblehead Christian. Don't be a bobblehead Christian. What's a bobblehead Christian? So that's the next thing. So if you're writing notes, note number one, don't be a bobblehead Christian. Bobblehead Christians are also known as bum on seats, aka Sunday Christian, or bobblehead Christian. Now, I know we're all probably thinking we are in an okay place spiritually and um, that, uh, you know, pretty much everyone does. You have an equilibrium with spirituality and you can feel kind of safe. Everybody likes safety, comfort, right? Well, guess what? God wants to get you out of your comfort seat. He wants to get you into a place where you can be active and go to the next level. He's got something better for you tomorrow than what you're living today. That's the encouragement. He's got more. He's got more. So keep coming to God. Keep seeking Him and be ready to change. Because it's so easy as people, as human beings, to not want to change, to not go deeper. So if you hear about Jesus and simply know in your head that He is Lord and Saviour, Guess what? That's not enough. 
It's not. If your Christianity is about you, then you are in big danger. And that's true. Big, big danger. Christian life, Christian walk is not about you. I'm sorry, it's not. I'd like to make you feel comfortable and safe where you're at, but it's not. The Christian life and the Christian walk is about God and other people. Now look, a new Christian might go through this phase and it might go through, you know, new Christians might go through this very quickly. But to stay in that place of going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, I understand this. Yeah, uh uh-huh. That's not good. That's really not good. It is the very beginning. And if you stay at the beginning, he calls you lukewarm and will spit you out. So you can see that even the devil knows scripture. The devil tempted Jesus in Matthew 4, 1 to 11. And also in Mark 1 to 24, the demon said, and I quote, I'm quoting a demon here. Who's ever quoted a demon from the pulpit before? I don't know, but I am. The demon said this, what do you want with us? Jesus of Nazareth, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Okay, wow. Pretty spectacular. Demon talking to Jesus, saying, please don't destroy us. I know who you are. So let's have a closer look at the equation. We hear God's word, which is spiritual food. We understand it and accept it. And that happens in our head, right? But even the demons know that. The demons quote scripture, right? That's still a pretty dangerous place. So where's the safe place? You meditate on it day and night. The Bible says to meditate on God's word day and night. And that's like chewing his spiritual food. And then what happens? When you swallow it, it goes into your stomach. Now, the world wants to offer you bubble gum. Tastes great. Full of sugar. If you swallow it, you're going to get sick. And it's so easy. So many people want the nice, sweet, quick, cheap trick now. Because it's a trick. It's artificial food. And there's a lot of spiritual, artificial food out there. Don't get fooled by it. Okay? Uh, a lot of people, most people are fooled by bubble gum, spiritual food. Okay, so meditate on it day and night. Joshua 1.8 says, keep the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything it says. So that's our challenge. It's not accusational. It's not a, a, a chance to be on that soapbox back here on this end of the pendulum going, why aren't you doing it? You should be better. You've got to be doing the do. No, it's about encouragement. Come on, guys. God loves you. He wants you to memorize his scripture. Why? Because it's good for you. It'll help you. It'll make you grow. Remember it. Keep it on your mouth and your lips all the time. Say good things. Say good words. Okay, that's the next thing. It gives us a heart transplant. We get our heart of stone replaced with a heart of flesh. We get a heart that pumps and is excited for God, excited for his kingdom, excited for other people. It is a heart that loves. And God lives in that heart. He makes us come alive. And that results in loving action. 
Once we have that heart transplant, we can't help. So here's the thing. Here's where you can do sort of a self-check. I might be jumping. I am by a page. I'm going to jump a page, am I? Okay, let's jump a page. So when we have our heart and our actions, they become like a dynamo. Dunamis power. You've heard of dunamis power before? The Spirit's power. Well, the Spirit lives in us. And when we get full of God in our heart, our actions show. And our actions make us spiritually in our heart come alive. And this is where I probably hurt myself by jumping a page because I missed a bit. Matthew six twenty one says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's think about that. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if you go, well, hang on, I know I should be over here, but my heart's not there yet. What should you do? Anyone? Invest. I didn't hear it, but I'll say, move. You said move. But yes, move. Invest. 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 Because when we put our money, when we put our time, when we put our energy, when we put our efforts into something, the Bible says, here's a wisdom of God here, that our heart will follow. It's a dynamo. One will follow the other. One will power the other. So when we invest, our heart follows. Right? And likewise, if you have a heart transplant, you will naturally want to invest. And so it becomes this positive cycle. We hear about all these negative cycles where the world get, you know, you get dragged down by the world into all these negative things. But here is God with the promise of a positive cycle. When we put him first, when we have him in our lives and let him reign and be Lord by giving ourselves our rights, our life over and not doing what we want. When we do that, God promises to give you a life and give it to you abundantly. See, God doesn't want to take away. God wants to give. He is a God of love and he does have the best for you. But it's like being addicted to bubble gum. It's not going to give you what your body needs. It's not going to give you an exciting life with God that's dynamic. It's going to bring you death. So that's when we, when we lay down our lives as Christians, we find true life. We find true love. We find the life that God has for us. So that was my first point. Don't be a bobblehead Christian. Now, who would like one of these on their car? Okay, come up, grab one. But you can't have Angus Young. I've got Angus. <laughs> I've got Angus. He looks a bit mean, actually. Bump, but I dump. No Angus. I think that was Angus. Come on, grab one, grab one. Excellent. There's the last one. Okay, sorry, guys. That's all I've got. All right. Now, are you ready for my second point? So my first point was, don't be a bobblehead Christian. Don't be a bobblehead Christian. My second point is, are you ready? If you're writing down, if you're not, you should be. Second point is, be a Christian. You got me all the way from Japan. And this is what you're going to tell me, be a Christian. I'm sitting here and I'm already a Christian. What are you talking about? 
Are you crazy? Well, some would argue that I am crazy. I'd rather think that I'm slightly eccentric. But um, what does Christian mean? In fact, it's a little bit obscure because it's a religious word and only used in certain contexts. So the actual meaning's a little bit lost. And so I want to draw out one of the meanings. There's probably more than one meaning. Um, you know, I'm not probably as knowledgeable as, you know, um, some people around here. But um, so Christian means little Christ. Christ Ian. Christ Ian. And what does Christ mean? Saviour. Christ means saviour. So Christian means a little saviour. Because we can never be as big as Jesus. I would never want to even think of presuming of, anyone even thinking of presuming of being as big as Jesus. He is the greatest saviour that there ever was. And that there ever will be. But he joins in with us in his saving work of grace. He joins with us so we can be like him. So how can we be small saviors? That's a very good question. When you reach people with the good news of the gospel, gospel means good news. When you reach people with the good news of what Jesus has done, you are helping that person come into relationship with God. This is what it means to be a Christian. It doesn't mean sitting in the seat with a belief in your head. It does not mean that. If you're sitting in the seat with a belief in your head and you're not doing anything, you're not a Christian. I'm sorry. There are lots of people in lots of churches that love to have that sticker or a label or something. I belong to, I am a uh, Christian or whatever, right? But God here says, even by the very definition of what a Christian is, is to be a little Christ. You are to help people find God. You are to help people not go to hell. Because that's where we're all destined originally to go. It's only because of Jesus that we're not. Not because I'm any bigger or better because I'm standing here with a microphone. You know, we all have this role. We all have this job to do. And James 2, 14 to 26 says that if you don't practically love people, practically love people, just connecting with people and showing them God's love. If you don't practically connect with people and show them from love things, whatever you do, you could heal them, you could witness to them, you could go to South Africa and be a missionary, you could do whatever. If you don't have love, it's meaningless. You're just noisy. you got to have love. you got to have love. And if you don't have it, you can't give it. If you don't have it overflowing, how can it flow out of you? Get it into you more and more so that it will overflow. Get into God more and more. He's amazing so that it will overflow in every aspect of your life. So everything that you do will become a dynamo witnessing to him. Now, look, I know some people, even me, um, can get pretty nervous about, oh, how do we witness? How do I, how do I talk to people? I'm not so sure I can do that. I'm pretty uncomfortable about it. I, you know, take it step by step. It's a dynamo. 
But take it step by step. You must be walking it. You can't have a dynamo if it's not running. So take it step by step. God will lead you. When you step out, even in spiritual gifts, and you want to prophesy, you know, God, help me to prophesy because I want to, because that's one of the best gifts to build up the church. You have to start by stepping out and listening and seeing, is this what God's saying? Come on. This is, I think this is what God's saying. You have to do everything step by step. And you'll learn to hear his voice. You'll learn to step by step more and more. You'll learn how to connect with people better. But it's got to be in love. Everything we do has to be in love. And it's got to be coming from a heart of love for people. Does that make sense? And so, does a soapbox on the corner work? No, not really. Why? Because it's not connecting with people. Find what you're good at. Find what your passion is and your love is. Start there. Start there. When you're having coffee at Starbucks and you're waiting for something to happen or you you got there, you know, 20 minutes too early, look for somebody who you could connect with and say, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, sorry about that. Or whatever it might be. Or, oh, isn't it a beautiful day today? Connect. Build. Grow. Look for ways to sow Seeds, And this brings me to my third point. Scatter seeds everywhere. So if you're writing, third point is, so first point, don't be a bobblehead. Second point, be a Christian. Love God. Love people. Third point, scatter seed everywhere. Now, you might know uh, the parable of Jesus when he talked about the sower in Luke 13. Now, you can read it later because it's too much to read now. But he would the, he talked about the sower scattering seed, scattering seed for a harvest. Okay? This is what we want, isn't it? We want a harvest. Who wants a harvest? Who wants a God harvest, a Jesus harvest? Let's ra- raise hand. Come on. No laziness here. That's it. Come on. That's it. Okay. Now, you've raised your hand. What does it take? What does it take? Scattering seed. Scattering seed. Now, um, one of the things you, you tend to naturally do as a human, as a person, when you start doing this is, I'm scared that person looks too big, mean, and ugly. Um, I'm, that's a girl. They smell. Um, you know, it could be anything. <laughs> right? Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Our girls are the biggest evangelists there are. Unbelievable. Our girls, oh, Daddy, I want more business cards. I want to take them to my friends across from the school and give them out and go and get them a kid's fun time. Great. Here's some more. Here's some more. Here's some more. They're fantastic. But what is it? Scattering seeds. Now, there are three parts, three roles rather, three roles in scattering seed, and it's really important that you know your role because this will start to give you confidence. What will it give you? Right, confidence. Three roles. First role is the sower. Our role is the sower. We are to sow God's seed of love in this world. Am I right? Who agrees with me? Amen. Right. The second role is the soil. Other people. Their hearts. It's their responsibility to be soft. It's their responsibility to be ready for the word of God. Right? 
And the third role here is God's role. God's role is to make the seed grow. And who knows the word says his word never returns void. God's word never returns void. So here's the three roles. So do I come along and go, uh, that soil, don't like the look of that. It looks more like a concrete footpath. Do I do that? No, of course not. Of course not. I don't care if the raven comes and takes it away. Who cares? God cares. I do care. But it's not my job to evaluate the soil. Can I get an amen? It's not my job to go... Eh, I don't know if I could be bothered today. I'm a bit tired. Oh, maybe I'll do it later. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they'll come to me. You know, in in Japan, unfortunately, a lot of the traditional churches sit, pray. Oh, God, please send people through the door. We want to see people get saved. I've witnessed people in that sort of type of person. A Christian for 36 years has a single mum who comes up to them and says, oh, you're a Christian, right? I'd really like to come to church and I'd really like to find out about God. And do you know what she said? But you're a single mum. You're not right. You can't come to church like that. What? <laughs> Makes me cry. So, we need to not be like that. And I know I saw some shock go across the auditorium, but that's Japan. That's Japan. They have allowed their culture to override the culture of God. Kingdom culture. We can't let Australian culture dictate to us how we are going to love people or or that a certain way of doing things in Australia is the way we're going to behave instead of how God asks us to behave with love. We are not going to be selfish. Amen? We are going to give stuff away. Amen? (laughs) Awesome. There's a challenge. So I know you guys are great. I know you guys have got an amazing, passionate heart that wants to sow into people, sow into the kingdom, sow into missions. You guys are amazing. And I love that. So the word today is to encourage you. It's to grow you. It's to take you to a new level. It's to find that freshness. It's to find that dynamo that God has for an amazing life. An amazing life filled with loving God and loving people. Scatter seed. Scatter seed. Scatter seed everywhere. Now, as usual, I think... Oh, no, here we go. No ifs. No buts, no maybes. Mark 4.20 says, Other people like seeds sown on good soil, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown is what's produced. Sorry, I missed a line. Hear God's word, accept it and produce a crop. Hear God's word. So who's heard God's word today? Who's accepted God's word today? Has it gone to your heart today? Great. You're going to see a crop. 
So each one here, the Bible starts with 30. In your life, are you going to impact and radically help people find a radical change with God? 30 people, 60 people, 100 people. How are you going to do that? Step by step. It's an amazing relationship with God. He will lead you if you're ready, if you're willing, if you're open, if you're standing there going, God, today I've decided I'm ready for you to use me. Use me however you want today. Find me somebody to love. Find me somebody to build into. In fact, I just said, um, sorry, I'm forgetting names. I've met so many people. Um, Pastor Karen. Pastor Karen, I said to Pastor Karen just before going on with all these announcements um, about about the amazing opportunities that are here to volunteer. And I said, this is what my message is about. If you don't know where to begin, start by asking how you can volunteer. How can you serve this church more? How can you love the people that we've got here more? How can we prepare this place for more people to come more? How can we get this place into a place that's ready to serve the community more? Because it's already there. It's already serving. It's already doing good things. I can see it. I can see it. But I can see where God has for you to go. He's got more. He's got as much as you're ready to put in and get. Okay, I'm going to read a little bit from, not the Bible... I'm going to read from Red Letter Challenge. It's by Zach Zendo. I hope I got that name right. Um, let's have a look. So it says here, One rabbi from Jesus' day wrote this, Under the age of six, we do not receive a child. Uh, we do not receive a child. But from six upwards, we accept him and stuff him with Torah like an ox. At age six, a little boy could go to Bet Sefer, the house of the book. From the age six to age ten, a little boy would literally sit at the feet of a teacher and memorize Torah. By the time he was ten years old, the young Jewish boy would have all of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy memorized. At this point, many boys would return home to learn a trade. Some students, however, had a special gift and they'd be accepted to move on to the next level. Bet Talmud, the house of learning. They would keep memorizing day after day, year after year, and by the age of 14, it wasn't uncommon for these students to have the entire Hebrew scripture memorized. Genesis through Malachi. More than a thousand pages in my Bible. And their rabbi would ask some questions of understanding. For these disciples, it wasn't just knowing what was in the text. They had to be able to interpret it as well. It had to be part of their life. At the age of 14 or 15, the best of the best from Bet Talmud would find a rabbi they admired and ask to be one of his students. The rabbi would then give them a test if they passed it. He would accept them and they would begin the Bet Midrash, the house of study. At this point, the students would spend every waking minute with their rabbi to learn from him. This is what it took to become a disciple 
back then. Only the best of the best made it. But the disciples Jesus chose weren't the best of the best. He didn't wait for people to ask to follow him. Instead, he went to a tax collector named Matthew. He went to guys who didn't make it through their rabbi school, unschooled and ordinary men like Peter, Andrew, James and John. These people didn't deserve to follow after the greatest rabbi ever. These guys were used to failing. Can you imagine how excited they were to get the call from Jesus? This was the greatest opportunity of their lives. Guys, you have got the greatest opportunity of your life. You don't have to bow and scrape and memorize the entire Bible. It's good. That's why they did it. And it was a different culture then. But Jesus calls us to discipleship and to disciple other people and to disciple in love. Who can you impart to? Who can you help grow closer to God? Who can you help to grow in their walk with God one step at a time? Does everybody have somebody? Put your hand up if you've got somebody you can invest in. Put your hand up. Hi, hi, hi. I can see there are some hands that haven't been raised. So if your hand wasn't raised, ask somebody who did raise their hand, how did you do it? Because I want to be like you. I want to be like Jesus because you're like Jesus. You are discipling. You are growing. You are investing into people's lives. Is that good? Maybe today it's your day. Maybe today it's your day to go to that next level. I want to give you an opportunity to be able to come here now so that we can stand together with you, so that we can pray with you Because sometimes there is a spiritual blockage. There's something that's stopping us and preventing us. We got it here. We kind of get it into our heart and we want to do it, but something blocks us. And today I want to stand with you and pray with you. If that's you today, I want to give you the... If I could get the the musos up now, that would be great. We're just going to come around a time to get together with God and bring ourselves closer to him, to humble ourselves and to give an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to be able to work, for the Holy Spirit to be able to speak into whatever it is in our hearts that's blocking. Because who knows that God doesn't want blockages. He wants perfect freedom. He wants you to be able to walk in his perfect freedom and to find how good he is, and to know this exciting new life of walking as a disciple and making disciples for him. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you again today, afresh, again, Lord. We know that you have got the absolute best for our lives, and sometimes we get in the way. We know, Lord God, that we're we're, we're people who want to follow after you. We want to get closer to you, Lord God, 
in every way. And nowhere do we want to just sit and stay at a plateau. We don't want to come to a place, Father God, where we're just comfortable. Father God, we want you to challenge us and to grow us. We want you to help our hearts open up to how you want us to move forward in faith, walking our lives out. Father God, this is our heart's desire. This is our heart's cry today, Father. Because we have compassion as you did. We want to have more compassion. We want to have more compassion for the things you cry and weep about, Father, every day. We want to wake up in the mornings revitalized, Father God, and ready for you leading us and touching and changing people's lives, Father. God, we no longer want to just keep going on the plateau. We want to break through and find this new level that you have for us in serving you. We want to make our whole lives your lives. We want to give up again what we have to serve you completely and wholeheartedly and genuinely. Lord God, we just come before you humbly. Shine on us. Reveal in our hearts if there are any blockages, Lord. Reveal in us, Lord God, if there's anything you want us to change. Reveal in us, Lord God. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Just move now, Holy Spirit. Help us find you, Father God, where you're at in our hearts to change us. Lord God, we love you. Just shine on those areas, Lord, where you want to bring healing, where you want to bring wholeness, where you want to increase our faith. Help us to to know that we know that we know that we can believe in you and step out in the amazing things that you're calling us to do. Lord God, just breathe your Holy Spirit, freshness on those areas. Help us to see and reveal our true selves, our true hearts and the things that need changing. Help us, Lord God, to grow stronger than ever before with you, Lord, because we want to see your kingdom come here in Champion Lakes and Armadale. We want to see this city change. And we know, Father God, that you use us to be your hands and feet. Holy Spirit, be our dynamo. Be our dynamo, God, when we step out to use the the power that you you promised to, to give us, this Holy Spirit power, the amazing things to be able to impart things into people's lives for radical change. Father, use us. Use us. Use us, God. Let it break our hearts when we see things that break your heart, God. Let us be ready in and out of season, Lord, by prompting us. Let us hear your still, sweet voice, that voice which talks to us in the middle of the night. Let us hear that voice, Lord God, in the time, in the moment. Lord, help us to be sensitive to you in every way. 
Help us to be little saviors and help us to find people, more people, who we can impart into, who we can help love and grow and cherish like the apple of your eye, the people around us who we can love. God, we can only do this because of the amazing saving love and grace of Jesus Christ. So in his name we pray all these things. Just going to hand it back. Fantastic. Let's put our hands together. Thank you, Pastor Eugene. It's very clear. Oh, very cool. Is is Steve here today from TC? Steve from TC. God bless you, man. All the way from Esperance. Great to have you in the house. Um, I. Had a great time with the students down there, and uh, they're just so hungry for God's word. And because me being a little bit of a Bible teacher, they just pull on the gifts. So it was just fantastic. As soon as I answer one question, another hand goes up. But one of the things they were worrying, you know, can you lose your salvation? You know, can you know, it's a big question, isn't it? You know, uh, particularly when you see people have come into the life of a church for a season, pick up some of the language and do so well for so long and then they do some really silly things, you know, can you lose your salvation? And um, I don't think there's a simple answer. But one of the things I do know is that when I booked into the motel on the way, stopped halfway uh, down there because it's a long trip, um, in effect, my name was already written in their book because, in fact, Due to the uh, services of my credit card, it had already been paid for. So here's this book. It's got my name in it. The facilities are clean. They're ready for me. All I have to do is absolutely just show up. And I've got to write my name in the book as well. The Bible says that Jesus, who is the Lamb of God, has a book. And that Whoever's name is found in that book will live for God forever and ever and ever and ever. And whoever's name is not found in that book will actually have to spend their whole life without God, who's love. So you've got to live eternity without love. Live eternity without peace. Live eternity without joy. You know, hell's not a good place. And so here's the amazing offer. I want you to know today, if you don't know it, but there are reservations been made for you in heaven. Hallelujah. It's been paid for in full. When Jesus went to the cross, one of the final things he said upon the cross was, it's paid. It's done. So you have your name ready, written in heaven's book. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. But what you've got to do is also walk it out, You've got to go up there and present, hey, my name's Mike, and I believe there's a place here for me. And then the angel goes through the books and says, oh, yes, Mr. Keating, yes, so welcome to heaven. And if you'll just sign right here. This morning's your opportunity to sign on to that book by simply doing what we've heard Pastor Eugene talk about today, which is you hear it, and then more than hearing it, you then have got to, Acknowledge it, <laughs> believe it, 
Drop it into your heart, that, that faith muscle, and then you've got to walk it out. And walking out today is simply saying, Pastor, would you pray for me? Uh, we're, we're not here to embarrass people. We're not trying to get you to sign up to a church or do a thing. We're simply here. In fact, everything we've done here today, we've done for you. So that you would hear and be able to walk out that choice. So why everybody's heads bowed and there's nobody looking around, at the moment of privacy, if you've not got that confidence that you've claimed your reservation in heaven, you know, I think you could probably say with no stretch of the imagination that if you, if you check the ink, it's written in blood, it's written in blood, someone paid a price for you to have that reservation in heaven. If you would like to say, Pastor, I would really like to sign on to heaven, sign on to Jesus, for him to become my Lord and my Savior today. And if that's you today, can you be really courageous, do something really brave? Just tick up your hand where you are, and I'll see that. I'm going to ask you then to put down your hand, and then we'll pray for you. Is there someone here this morning? God bless you. I see a hand up there. God bless you. you can put down your hand. Is there someone else? Is there Young, God bless you. Another one at the back there. Some young ones, but that's fantastic. It's a great time to get saved. You're just that little bit younger. Okay. Let's just stand, shall we, where we are. We're going to pray. Then we'll release you to fish and chips. In the name of Jesus. Hey, Father. Abba God, we thank you, Lord, that you've made a way. Uh, you were telling your disciples so many years ago that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through you. But, Lord, you've promised that you're going to heaven to make a place for us. And, Lord, we would like to claim that place that you've created for us by your life and your death and your resurrection that sets me free from the slavish habit of having always to be right, of having always to please myself, of having to be always selfish about me. Lord, you set me free from that. You set me free from sin. You make me clean. You transform me today. And Lord, I want to accept that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, can we have a nice happy song to close us? Like... Glorious day? No one can sing it? Okay.